Unsolved Archives are a collection of the paranormal, the occult, the unusual, and the strange tales from all around this world and others. This podcast contains mature themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Dark Ives. This is file number nine. I'm your host, Colton. If you want to be looking over your shoulder for the rest of the night, then you came to the right place. Today, we will be discussing Bigfoot's Himalayan cousin, the Yeti, aka the Abominable Snowman, which I thought was a pretty festive choice myself. As if Mount Everest wasn't already the scariest thing in the Himalayas, with its frozen corpse mile markers, they just had to throw in a giant snow monster too. We can't have anything around here anymore. The Yeti is just one of the many Bigfoot-like creatures from around the world, and of course Bigfoot, or Sasquatch, is famous in North America, the Yeti in Asia, the Yowie in Australia, the Japanese Hibigon, the Orang Pindek in Indonesia, etc, etc, etc. One day we will get to them all, but for now, settle in for a deep dive on the Christmassy one. Also, I would like to apologize for posting a day late. Whenever I usually record this, I had a horrible headache, so I thought this would also be a great opportunity to try Thursday out as a release date, too, so we'll see what happens. But before we creep up on the topic of this episode, I would ask that you reach out to me on social media. You can find The Dark Ives on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with username at TheDarkIvesCast. And you can also check out thedarkives.com where my episodes will also be posted. I have also placed timestamps for each section of this episode in the show description. The Yeti is an ape-like cryptid said to roam the icy Himalayan mountain range. Described as a large bipedal humanoid primate covered with white, brown, or gray hair with large intimidating fangs. The Himalayas are a huge mountain range in Asia that spread into five different countries. The mountains boast some of the highest elevations on the planet, including the highest, Mount Everest. The Yeti is probably the most second The Yeti is probably the second most famous Sasquatch creature besides the big man himself, and for good reason. The Yeti has a very long history and lore. To me, the Yeti is a lot scarier than Bigfoot. To me, Bigfoot's kind of chill. And like I said, weather and terrain alone, being in the Himalayas seems scary enough without the threat of a looming beast. I just imagine setting up camp for the night and seeing the silhouette of a giant ape in the snowstorm. The origin of the Yeti goes back farther than Buddhism does, and accounts of a Yeti-like being appear all over the Himalayan region by many different peoples. The Lepcha people believe in a god of the hunt that was described as a glacier being. The followers of Bon, a Tibetan religion, had a wild man, and his blood was used in spiritual ceremonies. The being was described as an ape-like creature who carries a large stone as a weapon. Belief in the Yeti was also absorbed into Buddhism when it was forming. To ancient Buddhist disciples and leaders, the Yeti was a real animal, and they were spiritually advanced beings that could sometimes follow Dharma, which is a spiritual lifestyle and journey that righteous disciples would take on. The Yeti was seen as a helper to the Buddhist temples and was seen as a guardian against evil spirits, but they were also regarded to some to be bad omens if seen in the wild. In Nepal, there are stories of the Yeti creatures coming down and mutilating livestock and even terrorizing the local Tibetans. The first time a hunt for the Yeti was recorded was 326 BC. So get this, 
Alexander the Great himself ordered the local people to bring him a Yeti after his forces conquered the Indus Valley. Nevertheless, the Yeti remained undiscovered because the locals informed him that the creature couldn't survive at such a low altitude. Sightings of the Yeti in the modern era begin in 1921 during a British expedition into the Himalayas, led by Lieutenant Colonel Howard Bury. The party observed figures moving above them at around 20,000 feet. When the party finally arrived at that spot, they found the footprints much larger than any human could have been. This created a huge interest in the Yeti. Remember, this is a time before TVs, and a time in America when circuses and sideshows were popular attractions. So, it makes plenty of sense that the people would respond to this type of thing. And ironically, the interest that the Yeti story created also began to develop more interest in the Bigfoot, which was seen at the time as an American Yeti. Later in 1951, a man named Eric Shipton, who was a climber attempting Everest, took pictures of a series of large prints in the snow at around 6,000 meters above sea level. These photos are a little divisive in the Yeti community, or so I hear. They are strange, but it could have been an animal's print melting into the snow. However, others claim that the pictures are the best proof of a Yeti. We ain't working with much, but it's something. Shipton's words about his experience are pretty interesting, though, and makes it all seem a little bit more genuine. He said, The tracks were mostly distorted by melting into oval impressions. Slightly longer and a good deal broader than those made by our mountain boots. But here and there, where the snow covered the ice was thin, we came upon a well-preserved impression of the creature's foot. It showed three toes and a broad thumb to the side. What was particularly interesting, where the tracks crossed a crevice, one could see quite clearly where the creature had jumped and used its toes to secure purchase on the snow on the other side. We followed the tracks for more than a mile down the glacier before we got onto moraine-covered ice. The Yeti became extremely popular in the West following this incident. And I will say that in an interview in 2020, David Attenborough had gone on record saying that he found the pictures and tracks to be very convincing. If you don't know who David Attenborough is, he's the narrator to pretty much every single nature documentary that's out there and is a wildlife biologist expert and also just really cool in general. But shortly thereafter, many expeditions and teams of people were on the hunt for the Yeti among superstitious climbers and anyone who just wanted to see a snowy ape man. And in the years since, many people have claimed to have seen this beast, and many people have brought forward quote-unquote proof of its existence. Hair samples, bone samples, photographs, I think even some poop samples. But all have been disproven and found to be that of people or other animals. In the 1970s, Don Willens saw unusual footprints near his camp in Nepal. He photographed the footprints that morning, and then later in the evening claimed to have seen a Yeti about a quarter of a mile away through binoculars in bright moonlight for 20 minutes. Willens could clearly see a powerful animal bounding along on all fours, and headed straight up the slope in the absolutely bright moonlight. It looked like an ape. I don't think it was a bear. The next day, he noticed some of his rations were missing, so he brought some of the Sherpas, who are a native Tibetan people, to the tracks to see what they thought about it. He said, I thought I'd see their reaction at the point where I'd photographed the tracks the day before. The tracks were so obvious that it was impossible not to make any comment, but they walked straight past and didn't indicate that they'd seen them. I had already said that I had seen the Yeti, not knowing exactly what it was, but they pretended they didn't understand and ignored what I said. I am convinced that they believe the Yeti does exist, that it is some kind of sacred animal which is best left alone. That if you don't bother it, it won't bother you. Outside of the Himalayas, reports of the Yeti get a little more skewed. 
People often use Yeti, Sasquatch, and Bigfoot interchangeably. If the only difference is location, then can the Yeti truly exist anywhere else but the Tibetan region? Not sure, but if there is an exception, it's gotta be Russia. While hard proof of the Yeti in Russia is even more scarce than it is in Tibet, there are many native Russian people who have stories of such a creature. In the Kimarovo region, it was an old tradition to leave food out as an offering to the Yeti, who was seen as a sacred creature. A small Siberian village of Chernokovka, a silver-haired beast would appear late at night, scaring the locals and the livestock. In 1989, a Soviet military group in the Republic of Karelia was approached numerous times by a Yeti. The soldiers said that they would see a giant white figure around 9 feet tall and heard a horrible scream coming from the forest. Those who managed to see the creature reported strong headaches and fever following the incident. The Kanti people in the northern Ural mountain range prefer to keep their distance from the Yeti. They don't just avoid the habitats of these forest people, but try not to even mention them like Voldemort. To meet a Yeti in a deserted location in the Ural Mountains will bring nothing good to Kanti believe. In the contemporary era, interest in the Russian Yeti has skyrocketed. Many villages boasted the Yeti as a creature local to them to bring in tourism, which worked many times. Many reports of the Yeti were made, and many were debunked. According to Russia Beyond, a Russian news and lifestyle publication, in 2003, hunter Alexander Simonov found a strange body frozen into a glacier in the Altai Mountains. One leg was sticking out of the glacier, similar to a human's, but completely covered in wool, with long claws. The leg was sent to Moscow for genetic research, but was lost there, and the mystery remained unsolved. Russia is a scary place, and God knows what is really going on there. It's so secretive, who knows, Putin may just have one of his very own. Or at least the missing leg. An infamous Russian event known as the Dialtov Pass incident could be relevant here. I fought myself over whether or not I would include this in the Yeti episode, or give it its own. Technically, it's only a true crime case, which I try to avoid. But it's very wild, and a lot of the explanations for the event do lean a little to the paranormal side. This case happened in the northern Ural Mountains, where the Conti people hide from the killer monster in the woods. I don't want to disrespect the deceased involved and automatically attribute their unsolved deaths as a part of a giant monkey conspiracy, but since there are a distinct lack of gripping first-hand Yeti encounters on the internet, I will use this. The Dialtov Pass incident occurred in 1959. The trip began with 10 Soviet students of the Ural Polytechnical Institute on an expedition into the Russian wilderness, but only one would make it out alive, Yuri Yudin, who left the trip early due to illness. The other nine students in the mountains died under extremely mysterious circumstances. Each member of the group was an experienced grade 2 hiker with ski tour experience and would be receiving their grade 3 certification upon their return. The group was led by Igor Dialatov, a 23-year-old radio engineering student. Of the nine, seven were male and two were female. The hikers made camp on the eastern slopes of a mountain, Kolat Siakl. During the night of February 2nd, for an unknown reason, they cut through their tent from the inside out and escaped into the icy wilderness. All known info indicates that this was done in a hurry and under extreme duress, partly because the clothes they were found were not adequate for the estimated minus 22 degree Fahrenheit temperatures that they were camping in. 
The remains of the campsite and some of the campers were found on February 26th by a search and rescue team. Two of the bodies were found around a mile from camp, near the tree line, only in their underwear. Three more bodies were found in between the camp and the trees, one among them with a fatal skull fracture. The remaining four bodies weren't found until a whopping two months later. The bodies were found lying in running water in a creek, and three of them had damaged soft tissue of the head and face. Two of the bodies were missing eyes, one was missing her tongue, and one was missing their eyebrows but it had been stated by the forensic scientists who performed the autopsies that the fatal injuries could not have been caused by human beings. I quote, Because the force of the blows had been too strong and no soft tissue had been damaged, partly to clear the names of the local people in the area who had been accused of it. However, there was no sign of any other tracks except for the ones left by the dead students. Some were found wrapped in snips of ripped clothes that seemed to have been cut from those who were already dead. Some other notable facts about this case. Six of the group members died of hypothermia and three of fatal injuries. There were no indications of any other people on the mountain at all, apart from the nine travelers. All group members left the campsite of their own accord on foot. Some levels of radiation were found on one of the victim's jackets. All of the footprints leading away from the tent and towards the woods were consistent with individuals who were walking at a normal pace. One of the most popular explanations for this is that an avalanche had occurred. However, the location of the incident did not have any signs of an avalanche whatsoever. Everyone has thrown their guess around, with none ever being proven. We will likely never know what happened to the young travelers. But the Yeti idea has been thrown around quite a bit. Something caused the blunt trauma, cracked skulls, and missing body parts. And that something was apparently non-human, but there was no evidence of any other animals. So maybe it was perpetrated by a non-human killer smart enough to cover their tracks. One of the cooler explanations I've seen for the Yeti is that it, along with all the other ape-man cryptids in Asia, are actually descendants of the Gigantopithecus, which was a genus of ape that lived roughly around 350,000 years ago in southern China and potentially Thailand, Vietnam, and Indonesia. They were the largest primate to ever exist, growing upwards of 10 feet tall. The theory states that perhaps the Gigantopithecus made its way inland and survived in the mountains long enough to be ingrained in the cultural memory of the surrounding people. The scenario isn't that far-fetched, and it has likely already happened. There was a very small species of human recently discovered in 2004 called Homo floresiensis. The extinct humans inhabited the island of Flores, Indonesia, up until as recently as 50,000 years ago. The tallest among them that we found was only 3-7. The native Flores people, the Nage, had a small man-like creature in their folklore. Called the Ibu Gogo, they reportedly had wide and flat noses, broad faces with large mouths and hairy bodies. The females also had, and I quote, long, pendulous breasts. They were said to have spoken their own language and could mimic sounds like a parrot. It is widely believed that the native people might have actually lived alongside the Homo floresiensis, and that maybe they did all die out, but much later than we thought. Is it possible that this is what happened with the Gigantopithecus and the Yeti? Perhaps a giant ape did relocate to the Himalayas and or Russia, long enough to ingrain themselves in the early Tibetan culture. If anyone can make friends with a giant gorilla monster, Buddhist monks are probably a safe bet. And then there are your more boring but more likely answers. 
Stories often portray the Yeti as a dangerous killer beast and were used to scare children about the dangers of venturing off alone into the wilderness. And it also very well could just be misidentified existing wildlife. My thing with the Bigfoot and the Yeti is... I don't think I believe it. <laughs> At least not in the way of it's a physical animal. I just think that we would have found it by now. Don't get me wrong, if they ever did find either one, I would be thrilled, I would be over the moon. It would be like the biggest news story ever, Bigfoot was found. But I just don't think it's going to happen. Maybe I sound crazy and maybe this is even more far-fetched, but I do believe in spirits and nature spirits. So, I don't know, maybe Bigfoot is just a spirit of the woods. And that's why no one can ever see him or all pictures and videos are blurry because he's not physically there. If you would like more content or to hear about future episodes, feel free to reach out to me on my TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram, username at the Dark Eyes Cast. Don't forget to click follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening on and to leave a review of my show. It helps grow the podcast and helps me connect with my listeners so I can continue to put out as much quality content as I can. Let me know what creepy things you'd like to hear covered, and if you have your own personal paranormal story, I'd love to hear that as well. That is all I have for you today, so until next time, cover your windows, lock your doors, and stay out of Russia. I'll see you on the other side.